Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning. I'm Heather Carroll. And I'm Father John Rutten. We are broadcasting this morning from St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg, South Dakota, and Father John, it is a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining me, and you're going to be my co-host. Are you ready for that? Uh, I think I can do it. You're much better uh, <laughs> looking than my twin brother, Joe. <laughs> well, oh, that, wait. I, I know. I was like, boy. Wait. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's good to have you. It's, it's exciting to be here. For those that don't know Father John Rutten, he also has another show on Real Presence Radio that broadcasts in eastern South Dakota called Rutten Radio. Why? With my brothers, hence yes. uh, I'm used to having Joe to my right yes. and Paul to my left, and now I have Jill and <laughs> Heather, and then I got a trifecta. We got the Trinity with us, Adrian well, McEwen. When I was setting up to the show this morning, I'm like, okay, Father John, I'm I'm your Joe today. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, actually, you're using all these terms and jargon, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, and then I'm you're Joe. like, I'm Joe. I'm like, oh, okay. I can do that. Yeah. All right. So it's been a busy day, Father. I think life is just busy anymore. But that last night, I don't know if you've heard of Jericho Wall. But it's a group of men in Sioux Falls that have started praying outside of Planned Parenthood every Tuesday evening. And Paul Heiberger and then Mark is one of your parishioners. So oh, Mark Heierholzer, yeah. Yes, he and, and Paul have started this program. And last night we broadcast live from oh. Planned Parenthood, the Rachel Rosary. Wow. So we were out there freezing our fingers and toes off, but it was totally worth it. And we had like 40 people show up. Oh my up. gosh. So I was really excited. It was a really fun evening. I, I don't know if fun's the word, though. I mean, you're praying outside of Planned Parenthood, and I did a Facebook Live, and I was like, I was way too joyful in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... You know, because it is, it was a great turnout, but I wish we didn't have to have the turnout at all, mm-hmm. you know. But I just wanted to let the listeners know who listened in on that last night that that is now up on our podcast, um, and it's under special events, and it's also on our app under podcast and special events so you can go and listen to that Rachel's rosary that we did as a group of men and women last night of about 40 people and it's absolutely spectacular so very exciting yeah yeah when I was there we were did the 40 days for life when I was there I had the same experience because there was people that I knew uh, Colleen Ritter was there and then these two other ladies that I knew from two totally different ways and so we were like getting and we're all joyful and then in a moment you're like oh but then this, when this vehicle, there were two vehicles that came by with young girls in them. And when this vehicle came by, then I started thinking about it. I thought, well, what is, maybe they need to see yeah. the joy. Maybe they need to see something, you know? I mean, to me, just like, oh, you know, dour. And so I was like, well, God uses it all. All so right. I'm well, sure good. he figured a way to. He made my Facebook use- post okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you missed our live Facebook post, it is stellar that we did this morning, Father. We're really, really cool. <laughs> My first ever. Uh, yeah. I've never done a Facebook Live. Well, you now, the wait, right wa- angles to watch use. Watch out, Adrian. <laughs> it's coming. Here yeah. we go. 
<laughs> well, before we get too far in, we also have a lot going on in this show this morning. We've got a lot going on, and we've got some people walking in. We're broadcasting live from St. John Paul II Parish here in Harrisburg, South Dakota. And we're sitting right in the lobby of the parish, and it's actually a bank, um, an old bank lobby, but we'll get more into that. And so people are... Coming by to say hello, and looks like they've got great treats. Cupcakes. Does this happen all the time? <laughs> no. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, we're, you know, St. John Paul Second Church here Inspired. in Harrisburg, Shame South Dakota, is actually a brand new parish. And so, this morning on Inspired, we have Jill and Adrian on with us to talk about kind of how starting this new parish has inspired them and impacted them mm. and so i'm really excited to have some of your employees on father yeah it's uh the, the, the these two ladies sitting at this table is like these people that just walked in the door it's like <laughs> surprise <laughs> <laughs> and uh they're even sweeter than the cupcakes oh, <laughs> man. Oh. okay now they're like Stretchy. this is like Father, where did Father go? <laughs> also, for those of no. that, for those of folks that don't know the Sioux Falls area, Harrisburg. Oh, yeah. Let's describe Harrisburg a little bit. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, Adrian, would you want to say it? You're maybe a better <coughs> spokeswoman. What's Harrisburg? Yeah, you've yeah. been here for. So Harrisburg is one of the fastest growing communities in the entire state of South Dakota. I would think the fastest. I, it probably is. It is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's grown. I mean, exponentially over the last really since about the year 2000. So. Um, the community keeps growing. It, the school district keeps growing. We're, you know, in the process of building our seventh elementary right now. And so it's just booming. It, people think it's, you know, when you hear Harrisburg and you're not sure where it's at, you think it's a small town outside of Sioux Falls. But really the boundary between Sioux Falls and Harrisburg, it's like down to like a mile. By the time you leave Sioux Falls and get to the yeah. northern edge of Harrisburg, it's like a mile outside of the metro. Um, so it's a growing community. It's a, it still has a small town charm, we like to say. Good. Um, yeah, it's a great place to be. Wonderful. So this small town that's becoming a large town is never had a Catholic parish. That's true. Yep. So a few years ago, Father Swain A few years ago, the uh, Bishop Swain was out here looking at things, maybe when they were doing pastoral planning and looking at different things. And one of the bright lights was uh, they were looking at the demographics that are going in a opposite direction but in Harrisburg it was going in the positive and there were people they want to perish they've wanted to perish for a long time but they couldn't find a priest and they couldn't find really it wasn't fitting it wasn't working and they started a mass here out of Holy Spirit but uh, after a year and a half it just was not fitting and hmm. um, long story short I was a part of all those conversations for three years because I was a pastor in Sioux Falls at St. Lambert and my first time being a pastor I'd been a priest for five years and uh, one night I couldn't sleep and long story short the thought occurred to me I'm looking for someone that's like me hmm. so you're on this committee bed. looking for someone I'm in these groups and these conversations looking for someone and I wanted my I wanted someone to go, and they weren't in a position where they could. And this night when I was thinking about it, I just suddenly realized I was looking for me. And that was sort of a, like, what? That's yeah. not what I... Um, and so I threw the email to Bishop Swain, and he prayed about it. We talked about it. We looked at it. And in the end, it um, I'm here. 
Uh, and so it was sort of going before I got here, but it was at that critical point where it was going to have to be wrapped up and kind of maybe another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was hard to leave a parish after three years, but it felt like God's will. And I used to always say the reason I loved St. Lambert's is because I was doing God's will. And when you do God's will, there's peace. And if I wanted to have that peace, I needed mm-hmm. to do God's will. So if I stayed at St. Lambert, I might have a great parish with amazing people, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have peace. Mm. So. Well, and I think uh, for folks that don't know your relationship with St. Lambert at the time, it was extremely vibrant. I mean, I go to Christ the King, and I'm going to admit this out loud across, you know, the three people that are listening. <laughs> the three of us. <laughs> I was a little, you know, the, the fire and the spark and the joy that St. Lambert has is like no mm-hmm. other parish in, this, in the Sioux Falls area. Yeah. We each have our own personality, and there was just something about St. Lambert's. And I know that um, a large part of that was due to you and your fire, and it just, and then to hear that you were leaving, mm-hmm. you know, that was a huge decision and a huge calling because it was just like, you know, when everything is just sparking at the right time and everything is hitting on the right cylinders and it's working just perfect. And that was St. Lambert's. Yeah. And they're still fantastic. Yeah. You know? And I think this, you know, the the fact you say that everything was sparking is exactly the reason. The last consideration that I had when I prayed about it, because I literally got up out of bed and I went to the chapel at 1135 or whatever at night. And the last thing I thought to myself was, uh, what about the people of St. Lambert? Mm-hmm. Um, and the thought occurred to me, I actually think they need me to go. Hmm. They think it's me, but the only reason I'm alive is because I'm finding Christ right in the midst of them. And I'm just, I'm just like the mirror back to them, uh, helping them see who they are. Uh, I think they need to go and they're going to discover that the thing that they're most amazed by is still here, even though I took off, uh, ran South. And that was the moment when I was absolutely certain they need me to go. Uh, and so it wasn't easy, but I've never been more certain. I've never second-guessed. I've never wondered. Um, and then every step here has just been amazing. Yeah. Uh, and now we got these two amazing <laughs> ladies on the journey, and it's like just keeps growing and growing and growing. Well, for those of you that are just tuning in, we're broadcasting Real Presence Live this morning from St. John Paul Second Parish, a new parish down in Harrisburg. And we're talking with Father John Rutten, Adrian, and Jill. You both work for... Uh, the new parish. So how did you each end up coming here? Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Adrian okay, I, first. I, guess, Adrian. I, guess, <laughs> I beat Jill here by a couple weeks. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I was the new person for a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to so. take the advantages when I can get them. Yeah. Uh, well, I got here from a meeting about donuts. Um, I like donuts. Donuts are good. (laughs) And they lead to unexpected things. So I had been on the parish council for several months at that point, and I like to plan events. And so I was putting together, I think we were introducing the rectory to the parish. Yeah. We're doing a tour of the rectory, and we're going to have donuts at this. And I'd been doing donuts on Sundays a few times, whatever. So I came in to meet with Father. And he presented a a problem he was facing. He had this project that he really wanted done. And he said, what I need is a communications director. But parishes just don't do that. We don't have communications directors. I was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Backtracking. That was my major at Augustana. I double majored in journalism Mm -hmm. and communication. So 
she could come work for us. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's nice, Father. And I had done communications for uh, Citibank for 16 years, and I was, you know, just wasn't really feeling it. Uh, but as I drove away that day from the office here, I had uh, the radio on, and a Christian song came on, and, like, it was just like a flash of light almost as I was driving. All of a sudden, I heard... The world has lost its hold on me, and uh, the King of Heaven wants me. God, you don't need me, but somehow you want me. And I was like, what? What? I mean, literally, you don't need me, but you want me? And it just started, like, going through my head. Like, this is, it was kind of like you're calling to the chapel, Father, in the middle of the night. Like, I was just like, I couldn't get the, I couldn't shake the thought. So a week later, I met with Father, and we kind of walked it through, and the rest, as they say, is history. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. How about you, Jill? Sure. Well, um, kind of the joke around here is (laughs) God comes to me in in pretty ordinary ways. Um, So for me, I had been an accountant at Deloitte for eight years. And then with the birth of my third child, I um, stopped working and I was a stay-at-home mom for um, five or six years. And um, my youngest was in kindergarten and I was thinking more about going back to work and we had, you know, started coming to JP2 and I was noticing something like, oh, <laughs> church is important. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit of a black sheep probably around here, but <laughs> new, new to the party, the last arrival and everything. And um, so I was, you know, in about March getting, getting more involved in the parish and church and, but not totally, you know, one foot in, one foot out. And my husband was very like, Oh, we need to be going to church every Sunday. And he was gone with our oldest daughter, um, at a soccer tournament. And we'd been telling everybody we knew you got to come to church in Harrisburg. It's awesome. It's awesome. So, um, it was, it was about nine o'clock and I was debating whether to wake up my daughter that was home, if we should, head to church that day. And I was like, ah, she's asleep. She's super tired. You know, I'm also thinking like, oh, I wouldn't mind not going to church today. So, um, I just decided, nope, we're just gonna, we're gonna skip mass today. And I could hear my phone start buzzing on my nightstand. Yeah. And it was a text message from one of my friends that had, we'd been saying, you need to come to church in Harrisburg asking what time is mass again today? (laughs) And I was like, oh, this is Jesus. He's saying, get your butt up and go to church. Cause I was like, well, I can't, Hello. yeah, I can't tell, tell my friend to come to church at nine 30 if I'm not there. So I woke up Sadie headed to church. And for me, that was the first time I really felt like God's talking to me and I realized it. And so then at that point I was really wanting to get more involved and I joined the finance council. And then through that, there was an opportunity. Oh, we could really use a, a part-time bookkeeper to come in and do some things and as they say the rest was kind of history so what has it been like for you to be a part of the beginning of this parish why don't you go first oh it's been super exciting so my husband and I we moved out here actually be 13 years on Saturday 13 years ago that we moved to Harrisburg and at that time as you guys mentioned earlier there was there's never been a Catholic church in Harrisburg and kind of in the back of my head I kind of made that my personal mission, right? Like I'm going to help get a church in Harrisburg. I didn't know how, yeah. but I was going to, I was going to help do it. And I served on the city council for a while and served on some different committees as father alluded to earlier about bringing a parish here. 
Um, but as I think about it, I was kind of like St. Francis, where he hears, rebuild my church. And I thought, oh, yeah, I'll volunteer. I'll serve on some committees. It'll all be good. What <laughs> <laughs> like God really meant is, no, you're going to come help build the church. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. going to be here full time. Uh, and it's just been such a joy getting to know our families. I mean, we're growing rapidly in the parish, uh, 217 registered families now. And just getting to know them on a personal level and walking mm-hmm. their journeys with them has been such a joy. Beautiful. How about you? Um, well, I would say, you know, for me, it's been, uh, you know, really awesome to experience my own faith growing mm-hmm. and then to see it happen to other people too, and know that people I'm inviting are being filled with Jesus in the same way I am. It's, it's been awesome. <laughs> I love it. I and mean, that right there is why the newcomer <laughs> is so amazing. <laughs> so. We're, we're about to head to a break. And when we come back from the break, we're actually going to talk a little bit more, Father John, uh, a little bit about what's going on. But thank you, ladies, for sharing your journeys to St. John Paul II Parish. We appreciate your dedication and your fire for God. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yeah. We're blessed. All right. Well, we're coming to you live from St. John Paul II Church in Harrisburg. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And you are tuned in to Real Presence Live. We'll be right back.